Good evening, everyone. My name is Nancy. I'm a grateful, abstaining, compulsive overeater. I've been abstaining for a little over eight years. In August, it will be nine. I've given away 89 pounds, and this is my fourth go-round. I am back from my fourth relapse. I have been around programs since 1975. I did the gray sheet. I did the orange sheet. I did all that stuff. And I helped write, and we helped with the dignity of choice. We all voted that in. I have done several service positions in and around the intergroup and region and world service. So I have pretty much done a lot with OA. But one of the things that I didn't do, I never completely give myself to this program until I came back this time. I always had a better way. I always knew that I, I I didn't have any problem admitting that I was a compulsive overeater. I just didn't like the way that they told me I had to admit I was a compulsive overeater. I didn't particularly care for the word powerless. And so I tried to prove that I wasn't powerless. And of course, that never works. I uh, grew up in a home where uh, compulsive overeating was a way of life. Everybody in my mother's family and every and most of the women on my fa in my father's family were overweight and were terrific cooks. Most of them, my grandmother was, my my dad's mother wasn't, but everybody else was. And I was brought up with when you fell down and skinned your knees. Oh, honey, here, have this. It'll make you feel better. And it was always a sweet or something similar. I grew up knowing that food fixed everything. When I hurt myself and had to go to the emergency room, we stopped for the appropriate meal on the way home. When I got to be out of into high school, then we started the, the diets, the constant. We went here, we went there. Actually, it was junior high. I was 12 years old when I went to my first diet doctor. We got shots from the pregnant woman's urine, and we were given amphetamines in the morning and barbiturates at night. Like I said, I was 12 taking those drugs, and I did. I was very successful. I lost 64, 63 pounds in about eight weeks. Uh, of course, I was cleaning house at 3 in the morning, but, you know, who knew? That didn't last very long. The minute we were off of all of that medication and all that stuff, the weight came right back. Then there was various trips to, to Weight Watchers, all kinds of other things. Eventually in 1999, we went to Jenny, we went not to Jenny Craig, we went to Nutrisystem. And I, I finally gave up and I threw away two huge black bags of, or of yellow boxes because I just, I couldn't stand to have this stuff in the house anymore. And I came back to Howe and I was very successful for quite a while because Howe was more like OA had been when I had first started OA years before. But it was just the diet. It was just the food plan. I never... I only read the big book when they told me to. I only looked at the steps when it was necessary. I never worked the program, ever. 
as long as I had lost, as long as I could lose weight, that's all I really cared about. That's all I really wanted to do. And I didn't listen to all that other stuff. We had some amazing speakers when I was young and dumb and coming to, to, to when I first came in, Chuck C spoke at our meeting and Dr. Paul spoke at our meeting and all kinds of, it was just an amazing education had I been even remotely interested in what was going on. All I cared about when I came to this program was to lose weight so that I could get married and have children. That's all it was. That's all I wanted. Occasionally I would pick up a, a slogan. Occasionally I would pick up something that meant, that was important. And then I would be off and running again and I would I'd lose weight. I'd lose 100 pounds and I don't need to come to this meeting. When I got married, finally, my husband said, you don't have to go to those meetings. And I turned my life and my will over to the care of Howard as I understood him. And I didn't come back for a long time. Then we got divorced and I came back because, again, I wanted to lose weight. It wasn't that I wanted to get married again because that wasn't, that wasn't what I wanted. I just was uncomfortable in my skin. And for the first time, I actually started looking at the lit literature and trying to figure out what the program was all about. And I got very upset with different things, just political stuff and things that didn't really matter. You know, you learn when, as you get older and you get more mature, you figure out that you don't have to listen to everything everybody tells you. And you don't have to always adhere to what somebody thinks. Sometimes it's a good idea to sit by yourself quietly and figure out what you think is important and what you need to do for yourself. Somewhere in my psyche, I got that through. And I had gone out again and I came back uh, in 2013. My husband died. My mother died, and before I could get my mother in the ground, I lost my job. They eliminated my position that I had had for 13 years. Everything that defined my life was taken away in a matter of months. And I was sitting in a dark room, eating and playing video games on a computer. I had a very dear friend. Your soul is gone now, and she came and basically kicked my behind and said, you have to come back to program. And of course, I fought her tooth and nail. I said, it didn't work ever. I don't, I did, I don't need to go there. I, did, I, did, I had 1,400 reasons why I should. So finally, she came and she said, there's a meeting in Thousand Oaks, which for me is almost 50 miles from my home. And she says, I want you to come and take me to this meeting. Now, she lives in Simi Valley, for those of you that are aware of the differences in time, Simi Valley is about 24 miles away, and then Thousand Oaks is another 25, 26 miles on the other side of that. And she said, I want you to come and take me to this meeting. And this friend of ours that we had known for, I had known forever, was speaking at that meeting. It was a woman's stag meeting. We have those out here. I don't know if you have them back there, but it's just a woman's only meeting. Once a, once a month, we have a male speaker, and if he brings a buddy, he can sit in. But we normally don't have males at the meeting. Anyway.
anyway, I went with her, and this gal's name was Susan. And Susan started talking about reinventing her life. A similar situation had happened with her. Everything that she felt defined her life had been taken away. And she, rather than throw up her hands and go sit in a dark room, she had decided to reinvent her life. And that was the first thing that I had ever heard that made a great deal of sense to me. So eight years ago, I started putting my life, reinventing my life one day at a time. I started working the steps. I started reading the books. I actually got involved in different groups that read literature and did things. I always thought the literature meetings were boring because they just sat there and read to each other. What was that? But once I realized that the stuff that they were reading was important, was amazing. I have, uh, there's a man who does uh, a trip through the, through the 12 steps through the big book. And he has an afternoon class on Thursdays from 4 to 5.30. It's a Zoom class. And I had taken, when I first came back um, eight years ago, my sponsor had suggested that we go to his emotional sobriety workshop. Well, it was, there was so much information that was given in a very short period of time. By noon, I was just, blah, 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 blah. I couldn't, there was not going to be much that was going to get past that, but I sat dutifully to everything. They gave some wonderful handouts, which I'm still using to this day. And I learned, he laid out a process to work the program on paper on a daily basis, and I started doing that. Surprise, surprise, surprise. I learned a great deal in a very short period of time about how much I had, how much time I had wasted and how much time I had put aside all of this important stuff. As a result of taking this class on the afternoons, I was asked to buy the AA 12 and 12. I'd never read the AA 12 and 12. I had never paid much attention to the alcoholic information because I wasn't an alcoholic. I read the big book when I had to, but about the time that I got interested in, in literature the first time, OA was publishing the first OA 12 and 12. And then there was the Brown book behind it. And then there was Roseanne's book. And I read all of those. But I finally took the time and I read, we started, we have been reading the AA 12 and 12, and I'm applying it to my abstinence on a daily basis, and I am absolutely... Five love. Thank you. I'm absolutely... Whatever our idea turns out to be, we must be willing to grow toward it. We must be willing to make amends where we have done harm. I'm sorry, I don't know what that was. Is that was my Was that with my five minutes? No, that no. Wasn't. This is the this is the timer. You still have eight minutes. Okay, thank you. Anyway, I I started actually working the program, writing and reading, and directed by by this information that I had gotten from this class, and this entire world has opened up for me. 
I used to truly believe in the big book gremlins. I don't know if you've ever heard about those, but I used to truly believe that at night, the big book gremlins would come in and get my big book and take it out and put stuff in it that was never there before. And the next time I picked it up to read it, I would see this stuff. And where did this come from? I never saw this before. This 12 and 12 has got to be the same way because I am just, there's statements and things that I'm learning that just blow me away. Things that if I had, I, I don't know if I'd have been able to hear them um, years ago. I heard uh, somebody say today, the teacher comes when the student is ready. I had never heard that before, and I'm beginning to believe that I had to be ready to hear all these things and to actually understand what I'm reading before I could get to that point. As a result of working the steps this way, I have learned a great deal about myself. I like myself. I like who I am. I enjoy being on my own. I like being with people too, but I also enjoy being alone. I never wanted to be alone before. I was always frightened of being alone. I didn't like looking in the mirror. I didn't I didn't like to do that. I just I didn't want to do that. I just didn't want to be part of anything that you know that I thought was a little strange. But learning reading the steps and reading this information and applying it to my life on a day-to-day -day basis has totally changed everything that I ever thought about myself. I have been able to just really understand the things that have happened in my life before and why I'm here. I'm, adults, I'm an adult child of an alcoholic and I have recently been presented with another book that is about how adult children of alcoholics turn to compulsive overeating. I had never even thought about that as a, even as a subject before. And I've ordered the book from Amazon. I'm sure it's gonna be here in a couple of days. But I think what I'm trying to say is the willingness to go forward, the willingness to put one step in front of the other, the willingness to finally get a handle on my life and what's happening with my life has been as a result of coming to grips with the fact that I need to work this program on a daily basis. There are people that don't need to do that every day, but I have found out for me. Gentle reminder, five minutes. Thank you, that I have to do that. I have had to reestablish with a higher power because I thought the higher power had left me behind. And what I found out through working the steps and through working on my own program that I left him behind. He didn't leave me. I was able to reestablish my contact with my conscious contact with my higher power. And we have a great relationship today. I'm not always happy with what he does, and I don't, I don't have a problem telling him that. He knows that. My husband used to tell me that I was going to dose, I was going to have a problem when I got to heaven because I had said so many terrible things. And I said, well, maybe that's true for you, but I think my God forgives me. All I have to do is ask. 
So if you want to see that, you go right ahead, honey. You do that. So he's been gone since 2013. I know that he's in a better place. I also know that he's working the 12 steps in heaven because I'm sure somebody kicked his behind to do that. He was supposed to work him here, and he didn't. <clears throat> Only when it was necessary, just like me. That's why we got along so well. But I have learned, what I have learned in this eight years that I have finally grabbed hold and listened and worked the program is that this is a wonderful life. I never, ever thought about that before. But my life today is so much richer and so much better than it ever has been before. And I know in my heart of hearts, it's because I work these 12 steps and I work them to the best of my ability every single day. I have a conscious contact with my higher power on a daily basis. And I love life. I love my life. And I love the future because whatever it holds for me, the 12 steps will help me get through it. And I know that today. I never knew that before, but I know that today. So thanks for letting me share. <laughs>